0: This journalism.co.uk podcast is supported by Dataminer, a real-time alert service that helps journalists uncover breaking news stories before they go viral. Want to know more? Go to dataminer.com to find out how your newsroom can stay ahead of the curve. I'm Asela Kunova and this week we are talking about The Sister Collective, a podcast by the BBC Five Live made by and for black British women.
1: I'm a scouser, I'm a Liverpoolian first. And that is what I wanted to reflect in terms of making the podcast as well, because the conversation often is driven by the South in terms of what it means to be a black woman.
0: So this was Jessie Arrow-Phillips, the lead presenter and creator of The Sister Collective, a podcast by BBC Radio 5 Live, made by black British women. Jessie, you're a radio broadcaster... What made you decide to launch The Sister Collective as a podcast rather than a radio show?
1: As I'm sure you know, podcasting is a burgeoning industry and there are so many people who are doing it on a shoestring. And many of those people feel like they potentially can't break into the bigger broadcasting arenas. As such, because it's kind of almost homegrown and organic The people who are doing it are building huge following with people who we as the BBC should be engaging. Podcasting is something that particularly younger people are listening to more and more. So therefore, I thought a podcast would be a fantastic way to connect with the audience that we really are trying to reach at the BBC, which is under 35 and certainly more diverse audiences. And me as a BBC broadcaster, who is a woman of colour, I thought there was a real gap there in the market for us to kind of have that conversation. And also, I was having lots of conversations with my friends who are black, Asian, and minority ethnic women. And sometimes those conversations weren't translating or they weren't being heard on a BBC Sorry. platform as a wider discussion. So, you know, we'd be talking about what what's happening with Serena Williams, what's the latest thing going on with her. We'd be talking about Casta Semenya. We'd be talking about all these different women, but there was just nothing on the BBC. So a podcast was the perfect place for it.
0: BBC Sounds, music, radio, podcasts.
1: Is the Sister Collective? Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sister Collective podcast on BBC Sounds and BBC Five Live. <laughs> candid conversations by women of colour for all to enjoy. The podcast title, of course, is the Sister Collective, but it's also candid conversations by women of colour for everyone to enjoy, and that's really important because. Although, you know, young black women are having these conversations, the conversations that everyone can listen into, everyone can enjoy. We talk about some really, really deep issues, everything from fertility to body image to a whole range of different things and from the feedback that we've got and that's across the board, not just black, Asian and minority ethnic women but you know, white women they enjoy the podcast because it's a conversation that they have not heard and yes, I am proudly from Liverpool and apologies for my voice because Liverpool won the Champions League at the weekend so my voice is about <laughs> 10 octaves
0: Diversity is such a broad term you are a woman, a black woman and coming from all the way from up north so while it was important to you to represent black British women, you're also trying to give more visibility to regional women. How do you do that and what does it mean to you?
1: And there are black women in London doing incredible things. So you've got Toby Aradin from Black Ballad who set up her magazine. You've got the girls from Galden magazine. They're all doing amazing work. But across the board, you know, when people think of a black woman, the voice that they're going to think of is someone from the South, Particularly with the first episode, you had myself, you had Annika Anora, who's a Scouser, a Liverpoolian, who's an Olympic athlete. You had Joanna Jarju, who's from Yorkshire. She was a finalist on The Apprentice. And then, of course, we must represent the entirety of black British women. So we had Paula Akpan from London, who is the founder of Black Girl Fest. And with this episode, you've got myself again, obviously, as the lead presenter and creator. And then you've got Scottish supermodel Eunice Olomide, MBE. And then you've got Scarlett Douglas, who is from Hertfordshire. And even for kind of Scarlett, who's from Hertfordshire. And certainly Eunice is from Scotland. You know, people would say to her, oh, wow, there are black people in Scotland. And then, you know, Scarlett gets things like, oh, wow, you know, you don't sound like a black girl. And so it's kind of trying to reflect the whole diversity of what it means and who we are as women of colour. And we all continue to bring different things. So yeah, absolutely. There was a there was a strive to reflect the whole totality of black women's voices.
0: Is this diversity reflected in the Sister Collective team and would you say it inspires change across the BBC?
1: Within our team itself, we are diverse as well. We've got a mixture of classes, a mixture of backgrounds, a mixture of gender identities. That's where we've had as a team, we've had Great success because I truly, truly, truly believe the more diverse workforce that you get, the more different stories you're able to tell. I know that I'm, I am personally I'm one of a handful of Black British women video journalists at the BBC. I mean, you can probably count them on your fingers. But I am really pleased that the BBC is trying to do stuff. They have publicly committed to reaching huge, huge, huge diversity and inclusion targets, and this includes having women in fifty percent of all roles and 15% black, Asian, and ethnic minorities on screen, on air, and of course in lead roles across the BBC, and that's by 2020, which isn't that far off, and so yes, I am one of a few, And I know the BBC is doing their utmost to try and continue to have more reflection and diversity in the newsroom. But could they do more? Yeah, obviously all organisations could do more. But when people in senior positions empower senior journalists, such as myself, to make decisions and create programming, then that of itself is doing something.
0: Launching new podcasts is not an easy feat. What challenges did you face?
1: I suppose my initial challenges were how can this podcast be different there is a generalization that all women of color are the same and the podcast has demonstrated that's not the true we share commonality in terms of you know the variations within our color but we're absolutely not all the same so you know that I suppose it was initial challenge and then the challenges are making sure that you get the right voices because with a podcast it's a little bit different to a program in that the conversation has to be almost more intimate and people who are listening to podcasts have to want to be sitting in that room almost like you're sitting there nodding and agreeing or laughing and along with the people who you see as almost like your friends on the podcast so not necessarily that was a challenge but that was like an interesting pre-production element because you're trying to get the right chemistry because of course if there's no chemistry then people aren't going to want to engage or listen to it whatsoever so that was a a a new thing for me which I which I really really loved. The Sister Collective is so easy to
0: listen to It's, it's actually really addictive Can you share with our listeners your secrets to make a great podcast?
1: You have to bring your true authentic self in a podcast because uh, you can't keep up a facade. You know, when you're with your friends and you're just sitting and you're relaxed and you're kind of chilling, that's how podcasts, in terms of creating intimacy, should sound. It's different to if you're broadcasting a program where you are still trying to create a certain level of intimacy, but it's that. The intimacy that you're trying to go for in a podcast is either overhearing a conversation rather than someone broadcasting at you, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, the tips are just be your natural, authentic self and just think about trying to create an atmosphere whereby it's you and your friends having having a chat but obviously you know being a BBC journalist I am orchestrating as the wrong word but certainly making sure that everyone gets equally heard and trying to keep that balance and tone and that's not to say that you know we don't challenge people or but we do it in in the realms of a podcast in a more conversational way.
0: Now talking about communities or race can be a minefield for journalists what are the best practices when we report on race?
1: I think in terms of providing people with tips for when they're reporting race, I just think it's really important to have those conversations with the communities that you're reporting on very early on. And it could be as something as innocuous as if you see a name on a piece of paper that is not familiar to you, then ask that person how to pronounce that name also as well just kind of read the lay of the land it's quite easy to fall into stereotypes when talking or reporting about race whether it's you know a community being angered or black people being angry were they angry or were they upset because the default is always to go to anger but actually sometimes people are just genuinely upset but sometimes I think journalists can fall into the almost lazy reporting of yes they were angry and they were fighting and this kind of thing I think it's really important when you're reporting particularly in the times that we're living in it is a it's a sensitive time that is that is 100% true and what I'm really proud of on this season of the podcast we've been speaking to podcaster and influencer Kalechi Okafor she's behind the podcast say your mind but she's also on a new project which is all about Sally in HR now Sally in HR oh she she gets into some right clangers she she makes you laugh but it's kind of like oh did she really really say that so for example you know she calls and um, one of her colleagues and is talking about, uh, uh, you know, whether she was she sleeps aggressively, and it's it's a, it's a bit of a, a Mickey take in terms of this microaggression that has been displayed by this seemingly innocent Sally in HR. But she demonstrates a lot of behaviors that do upset communities. So I would say that if people haven't listened to the podcast, then definitely listen to that and certainly check out um Sally in HR because it's quite telling and you would learn a lot from that. I think. It's just really important to not assume all knowledge. You won't know about everything. You'll know about some things. And where you're not sure or just a little bit, perhaps even concerned, then just ask the questions. Because that of itself will prevent a lot of hurt and upset within a community that you may well be alien to.
0: Can you tell us more about your audience and how you engage with your listeners?
1: Well, with our audience, our audience are predominantly, the listenership is predominantly young black and brown women right across the UK from all heritage, really. So it's all communities, all social strata. We get a lot of interaction from influencers and I'm really proud of the BBC Radio Music Award that we won earlier this year for engaging new and underserved audiences. And I think what's been a sixth part of the success as well is that, you know, I and I know a lot of the women on the podcast is that we are in those communities we engage with those communities so we go to a lot of a lot of events you know we keep our profile high and we'll just try and find really interesting women to speak to on the podcast and of course that means we're supporting them online and online as well and in terms of like solid figures and we do know that we've had huge success in terms of engaging with the direct audience that we are targeting.
0: What are your plans for the future?
1: Well we've just finished season two with Scarlett Douglas and Eunice Olomide so after the summer, fingers crossed, we get a season three commissioned and we'll hear from some new voices again on the BBC continuing to shine the light on black girl talent in the UK because like and like any other community, it is unending, but it's just about finding those interesting people and those interesting stories that we can reflect on a BBC um, podcast platform.
0: I'm sure your work inspires a whole new generation of young black women who aspire to walk in your footsteps. What would be your word of advice to them?
1: I guess the biggest bit of advice I could give is that you have to be prepared to work hard and you have to have ideas and know what it is that you want to do. Because I think sometimes people can kind of say, oh, I want to work in media. But what does that look like? What do you actually mean when you say that? Which part of the media, which programme and why? And what can you bring that is different Because so many people want to do it, but you have to bring a bit of difference. And that's where producers, senior producers will think, okay, let me try and give this person work experience. And of course, you've got the BBC journalism training scheme as well, which is the very, very formal route. But I think you really do have to be prepared to work hard and whatever it is that you want to do, if it's a sport programme, a news programme, what is the difference that you can bring and and why? You know, you may not have the tools to know exactly how you would go about it, but that's fine. The BBC is an organisation full of people that can help you do that, but it's the ideas and what you can bring that is different. You've got to be prepared to work hard. You know, you have to have your ideas first.
0: Thank you to Jessie Arrow-Phillips for talking to us about her amazing work on the Sister Collective podcast. If you are interested in what newsrooms can do better to represent diverse audiences, don't forget to book your ticket for our upcoming Newswide conference where a panel of experts will discuss just that. And that's on 27th of November, 2019. Head to newswire.com and grab a place. That's all from me this week. I'll see you soon.